0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heartland Franchise Guy podcast. My name is Blake Martin, and I am the Heartland Franchise Guy. We are your one-stop shop for all things franchise education, advocacy, and learning in the Heartland area. Welcome to our pilot episode. Our guest today is Miss Nikki Wolfe. Owner of Local Assisted Living Locators franchise
1: here in Omaha. Thanks for joining us, Nikki. Thanks for having me. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. It's nice and hot out. Yes, it is indeed.
0: (laughs) Well, I want to thank you for being our guest today as an all around community connector, entrepreneur, inspiration to female business owners, and community advocate in general. You're not only somebody who owns a local small business franchise but a really interesting small business franchise. And that's what we love talking about on this podcast. New and unique avenues and twists to the small business franchising industry. And you certainly are representative of that. So the name of your business is Assisted Living Locators. What exactly do you do at Assisted Living Locators?
1: All right, so let me put it in a nutshell and make it as easy as possible. So what I do is... I own and operate it, of course, and I help families here in Omaha, and Omaha Metro, and particularly seniors, um, find assisted living and memory care and nursing home care. So really, it's having an advocate on their side to help them transition into whatever needs to be a safe place for them. So whether they're coming from home, the hospital, maybe they're at a rehab place to actually get some help to get stronger. I am there to help the family at no cost to help them identify properties that would be good for their loved ones. Very
0: interesting. So what made you decide to do this? How'd you pick this business?
1: Yeah. So I, you know, I worked with you as my franchise consultant, but really what made me choose assisted living locators at the end of the day is I wanted to find something that I actually loved doing While able to make an income. So, what I really wanted to do was give back. I wasn't really interested in having a lot of employees because I did look at some other opportunities um, that had employees and several employees involved that I would have to hire and train and maintain. And at the end of the day, I was able to help people kind of get back to my why because I've been through this with my own family. And um, it just was a good fit. And then obviously I went through all the due diligence with corporate office and other owners, and I took my sweet time doing that. But at the end of the day, it was a good fit for me and what I was looking for for my future.
0: You threw something in there that I want to go back to real quick. You said it fit with your why.
1: Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So when I was looking for business opportunities, and you and I had several conversations about this it's just figuring out what makes me tick what's going to make me get up every day and not feel like i hate mondays like i did for <laughs> you know 30 something years before i bought my franchise and being able to run my own business and do the things that i want to do but i really needed something to where i could like give back but i wasn't particularly looking to start like a nonprofit cuz you kind of think give back nonprofit mm-hmm. and it's like how can i do this be a resource in our community And feel that I'm, that's just something I needed. Um, And my personal search for buying a business was giving back. And so my why is being able to do that. And really my why is my family experience is why I do this and why I'm so close to this as I've, you know, been through the ringer with my family and particularly my grandparents and helping them navigate some really hard situations. And it's very close to home for me now and in the past. And so knowing that we didn't have any support when we were getting discharged from the hospital and my grandma was having a lot of issues, I want to be that support for families because I didn't have it. So you it's very You can really relate personal.
0: to your customers.
1: Yes, I can relate and it's it's real and it, it's happened to me. So, yeah. That's
0: very interesting. Thanks for sharing that. You bet. So you referenced earlier as you were, as you were giving your intro that, you know, we, we knew each other before you started this business. And in fact, we knew each other because you were working within the franchising industry right? You were working within the elder care, within the senior care industry, within a home health care company. That's how we found each other. That's how we first met. So my question is, this is a show largely about franchising. You had worked within the franchising field, worked within the senior care field. Why go with a franchise if you already have that experience?
1: That's a good question. And I have people ask me that a lot, you know, especially folks that have started their own businesses from the ground up and it's not a franchise model. And They're like, well, why didn't you just do it on your own? You would have saved a lot of money. And, you know, every other question that comes up. And I think I had a unique perspective coming from a corporate franchise model. So I was working for corporate. I was not a franchisee. And I really saw the value of a franchise model, to be honest. Um, I know what they provided. Now, granted, my franchise is different in the support. And every franchise has a different support model. But at the end of the day, the easiest way to explain it is they gave me everything I was not good at doing. So when you think about marketing, you think about collateral, creating your logo, all the attorney fees. I mean, yes, I could hire them out and sub them out, but at the end of the day, I would have been spending probably the same amount of money to hire someone to create an entire brand for me. Mm -hmm. And I think the one thing that I've learned, you know, looking back hindsight that has been the most valuable piece is when you have your own business and you're not part of a bigger operation or a bigger core brand, I have people I can turn to. I have 120 other owners that I can call and get best practices and bounce ideas off of. And that is honestly more valuable than almost anything, to be honest, is just having that core brand. Like, yes, you can have friends and mentors, but it is someone that knows what you do every single day and they know your brand. That Mm -hmm. is so valuable, so- Hope that answers your question.
0: That does. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, you bring up something. Let's not ignore the reality of where we are. We're recording this in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic, right? So I guess my follow-up question, it's really a two-part question because I want to know, you know, how that's impacted your business and, and your customers or prospective customers. But also when we think about what you were talking about in regards to working with the franchise company. So this has been a very challenging time for small business owners of every kind, whether they're in franchising or not in franchising, right? Whether it's their first time being a business owner or their 10th time. So my question would be, have you seen value or what have you been able to lean on, if anything, being part of a franchise system during this really challenging time? I would imagine that there's been some challenges for you personally and, and you've tripped a few times. I, I certainly have been running my own small business here. I've been through four or five recessions and this one was different, is different. So can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start with how can a franchise help through that and how has mine? And I think the answer to that is directly back to what I pointed out on the most valuable piece, and that's having a brand to help you get through things. All the way from being able to call my owner in Arizona, who is the number one owner and say, what are you doing? And watching him struggle. <laughs> it's a nice
0: person to talk to. I
1: kind of like talking to him on the struggle bus, right? <laughs> like you are going through this and this is like completely, you know, devastated you and to be able to just bounce off ideas. But then the corporate support all the way from like creating newsletters and they had notes of, um, from the elderly that they created things that we can be doing to kind of think outside the box. We have a private Facebook group that we're able to bounce ideas off of and post things that are happening. I know I posted last week. I just had my first person, first in-person tour since the coronavirus and everything started. And I was able to tell all my owners that and they're like, there's light at the end of the tunnel. There's hope. And to hear that is, you know, for some people that are severely on lockdown, like New York City, they need to hear that. Yeah. And, uh, I just think that's the most valuable piece. And then kind of like switching gears, but how has it impacted my business is it's been totally different. And the way I explain is it went from in-person and hugging to zoom and phone calls. (laughs) (laughs) And that's very hard for me because I'm touchy feely and I like my people. And that's part of why I do what I do. And I know that it'll slowly get back to normal, but it's going to take time. And so that's really what's changed on that piece, but I will say a lot of people think, oh, senior living's on lockdown. There's no way my mom and dad can move. And I mean the reality is sometimes the the fear and the risk of them being home and falling down three flights of stairs outweighs the risk of COVID, to be quite honest. And so Uh, you know what what is the risk versus, you know, the reward in terms of what should they do? And so I really talk through that with the families on should we go ahead and wait and get maybe some in-home care services until this is over, which I'm more than happy to do. Or does it make sense to where it's a safety concern? So I am able to still help families, which I feel very blessed to be able to say. And most places are able to accept move-ins right now, you know, pending they don't have any active COVID and there's some protocols in place and it's very challenging. But um, so it's changed, but I'm still able to help and support families. So I feel fairly recession-proof, which is amazing to be able to say.
0: That's a nice thing to be able to say right now, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to something you were talking about in there, um, you know, working with the families. So whether it's in a time like right now in this COVID-19 year of 2020 or in other times, help me understand. I can go out, any of us can go out and we can Google all the assisted living places in town. So why does somebody work with you?
1: that's a good question. And I think some people understand it immediately. I just actually had a call before I came here and she's like, honestly, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I need you. And some people are just totally okay with that. And I I love that. But yes. then there are some people that honest to God just really don't know the value or see the value and they think they should just do it all on their own. And that's where I think it's important to understand kind of how the how it all works. So some value points to working with someone like me is it's to me, it's a win win, I'm no cost to the family, you can utilize me in any way, shape or form, and you're never going to pay me a dime. So to me, it can't hurt to at least have a conversation. On the other side, you think about Google, and you just start googling places. And I will tell you the ones that come up are the ones that pay for it. Typically, So you have to think about in terms of placing your loved one, if someone's paying for a Google ad, you know, they may be great. They may be struggling. You don't know. And so that's one thing to think about. And also, just like you buy a car, you inquire about a car or senior living, you will get completely blown up on your phone, 100% guaranteed, (laughs) or on your email or whatever device you have used. And so I always tell families, I am more than happy to be that point person so I can help support you and really kind of protect you Because at the end of the day, you're going through hell already and you don't want to have to have 17 people calling you in a day when you're in and out of the hospital or trying to figure out other things and they're bugging you about, do you want to move your mom into X, Y, Z? So that's another one. And then really just kind of navigating the space. There's 100 properties here in Omaha roughly And if you think about it, I wanna narrow it down to two or three or four, and let's start there. That way you know, who has an opening? Can it fit in my price range? Does my mom or dad eventually need Medicaid? That's a huge question that people typically can't find on Google. And, um, with COVID, I can be your eyes and your ears because honestly, you, you can't tour properties in person right now for the most part. Right. So saying that I've been in these properties and I can at least speak to what they look like, feel like the staff, the interaction, and I have clients at most of them. So I can speak personally and say, Hey, you know what? I have this husband and wife here. They've been there two years and they're extremely happy. Or, you know, I've had a little bumps along the the way and I'll be right. honest, so that's probably the the biggest value piece that I have. Yeah,
0: so you're, you're saving people a lot of time, and time is money. Absolutely. Interesting, interesting. So has the business been a success for you to this point?
1: Yes, it has been. Um, it's the best thing that I've ever done, and it was the hardest thing I ever did. I mean, just <laughs> the decision to do it, the faith to d- dig in. I didn't have... Um, I was kind of a non-traditional person coming into it, so I wasn't, um, you know, severance package, independently wealthy, retiring with a huge, you know, four hundred one k, not married. I mean, it was just like everything working against me, and it was probably the best to have it that way because then I was able to really move in and and know that failure wasn't an option essentially, and I had to make it work. And that's the best thing that I could have ever set myself up for because I literally just had to grind. And like I said, best thing I ever did.
0: Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. It's a good segue to a question that I wanted to make sure to ask you. So uh, I would argue, at least compared to me, younger, single, female. What advice, standing where you are right now, what advice would you have for others who want to follow in your shoes, younger, younger? single, female, aspiring entrepreneurs. What have you learned, maybe one or two things, uh, that you would suggest to them if they're thinking about getting into any small business, including a small business franchise?
1: Yeah, so I think that there are several different things, but kind of to narrow it down is don't be afraid to take the risk. I think that everybody has in their head, I'm too young, I don't have enough money. And literally, that's what I told myself, all the negative self-talk you could think of. I don't have a million dollars to buy a franchise. You do not need a million dollars to buy a franchise. And anybody, if they set their mind to it, can pretty much make it happen. So I think that's the first thing is just knowing that it is a possibility. And finding someone to talk to, whether it be you, maybe they have a small business mentor, maybe they have a best friend that owns a business, find someone that you can reach out to that you trust that is going to be a cheerleader for you. Because I had a lot of naysayers, a lot of people that were like, I don't even understand what this is. And are you mm-hmm. sure you can make a living at this? And you're going to get a lot of negativity, but you need to find out who your cheerleaders cheerleaders are excuse me, and just stick with them and try to find folks that own their own businesses because I feel that they understand the struggle. They know that it's real, but the reward outweighs the risk. I mean, to have the flexibility and to be able to go to family events and take my grandma to a doctor's appointment and I clean her house once a month while she gets her hair done. Like, I couldn't do any of that when I was working for corporate America. It would just been a shutdown. And so I think that's the biggest thing. And then just like I said before, is that you have to know that failure isn't an option, but you have to make yourself (laughs) believe it. And I talk to people about that a lot in my franchise because I get a lot of calls for people asking questions and things like that and that's what i tell them like you have to believe that failure is not an option and you have to work so hard and have the activity and i 100% believe you will never fail if you believe all of that and you work
0: i can certainly empathize with that not just sympathize but empathize it is when used properly fear can be the ultimate motivator candidate if you it's the flight or flight or fight or flight reflex and if you choose to utilize that fear to motivate you and channel it in a way that motivates you to success rather than freezes you from taking action, it can be a powerful thing in your favor. Yep. So,
1: And just basically, I told myself, you know, there is no backup plan. If you continue to tell yourself you have one, you're probably going to use that backup plan.
0: I won't tell your financial planner you said that, <laughs> yeah. okay? Don't tell <laughs> Nikki Wolf of Assisted Living Locators. I could talk to you all day, but I want to thank you so much for being our guest today. For sharing um, openly with with our listeners, I know that coronavirus has got to just be terrible for you because you are an extrovert. So I appreciate you sharing your goals, your aspirations, and and your experiences in the franchising field. Thank you so much for being our guest today, Nikki Wolf with Assisted Living Locators. This is the Heartland Franchise Guy signing off for today. Thanks again for joining us.